0: I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am the Bear of Texas, reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Texas. It is once again my honor to welcome back Wiley, aka the Venomous Stare. Wiley, what's going on, brother?
0: Well, Alex, another week, another Cowboys loss this season is looking to be one of the most brutal in team history, so let's jump right into it.
1: We're going to jump right into it, and from the get-go, I'm going to say, I vow, you know what, you you heard me say it, Wiley, and a lot of you know, these Cowboys fans are going to hear me say it, I do not see the Cowboys winning another game this season. I'm sorry, but with, with the state of the team, with everything that's going on, no leadership, no heart, no passion, no nothing, they are not winning another game. You can quote me on that.
0: Well, that is certainly the way that the winds are blowing, Alex, but I would just like to add to your brief diatribe that the offensive line, to me, is one thing that can't be understated, it can't be minimized, can't be ignored, and it most certainly can't be dismissed by the casual fan utterly obsessed with empty Dak Prescott passing yards. Because, remember, Dak Prescott had... About 60% of that God-tier line from 2016, he was still had the core guys at the beginning of the year. Smith was healthy, Martin was healthy, and Andy Dalton looked good even with a depleted line. And it wasn't until the line became a complete clown show filled with rookies and inept morons that this team really became repugnant because at least when the line was good, they could sort of run pretty well.
1: You know, I said this for the longest time. I've been saying this probably all season. The great wall of off- offensive line that we had once, it is at the bottom of the ocean. It's the freaking Titanic, dude. It's sunk. It is gone, never to be seen again. And I have to make sure that I say this because when D- any Dolan went down, ladies and gentlemen, I swear to you on my grandfather's grave that I saw on Twitter people saying, let's trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Dude, not if, this is not an exaggeration. Some people were calling for Colin Kaepernick to be signed. Guys, with an offensive line that pathetic, nobody is safe. What makes you think that Colin Kaepernick or Ryan Fitzpatrick would be safe under that offensive line? It's not going to change a thing.
0: You, you could put Russell Wilson behind that line, and I think he wouldn't be able to lead the team past the first round of the playoffs. Quarterback's not the problem. The fan who says that quarterback is the problem is the same sort of person who blamed Tony Romo for nine whole years of failure. Everything was on Romo's head. It was never the line. It was never the defense. It was all Romo. Your Dak-worshipping fan is going to sit here and say, when we had Dak, we had close games. If like, you just look at the final score, not actually following along through three quarters of misery. And they'll say to themselves, well, with Andy Dalton, we're bad, so it must be redhead guy. And that's not true. It's the line. And I know this is going to be said more than once on this show, but this can't be overstated and this isn't really a dead horse to be beaten. This is the Cowboys' reality. They have a terrible line. And for weeks, a terrible line. Well, Alex, I just wanted to conclude my point about the line by bringing it back to this, Hardcore fans of the show will know that you and I have discussed the fact that you can't simply take an, an all-star Pro Bowl-laden line like this for granted. And you can't sit here for five years and have Dak Prescott go 8-8, eight and eight, have him have a mediocre year where the Cowboys do nothing or win one easy playoff game and say, well, that's progress, that's okay, and there's always next year. Because one thing that I've spoken about extensively in the past is players' windows. And how having all five of your linemen be incredibly talented and able to play together is a very rare thing. So the the fan who was defending Dak Prescott and in favor of him, oh, franchise tag's great, oh, give him the contract. This was the sort of fan that never appreciated how good the line was when it was at its peak in 2016. Your Travis Frederick, your Zach Martin, your Tyron Smith. These are elite level guys. And your average fan just sort of takes that for granted and assumes that those guys are going to perform like that for 10 years and never get hurt and always be Cowboys. You'll never have a Nate Soldier like scenario where an elite lineman goes to another team for a lot of money and the fan the Cowboys fan so that's really what the season and game comes down to on the offensive side of the ball. And if you find yourself blaming Dalton or calling for Dalton's head or wanting to trade the farm for some other mid-tier quarterback like Fitz, you're an idiot. You're a casual fan. You don't know football. And you're watching a team with no offensive line that has no chance of winning and certainly has no chance of getting in the playoffs. I don't care how bad the division is. They're never going to make the playoffs, this Cowboy squad.
1: You know, these casual fans that you're just talking about, you want to know – what they remind me of. And this is actually going to make you laugh.
0: Uh, Yankee fans from baseball? What is it, Alex? No,
1: they remind me so much. Okay, first of all, you are familiar with the show Kitchen Nightmares, right?
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Where They remind terrib- me
1: of those owners on the show that despite their miserably failing business, they still insist to Chef Ramsay... Our food is still good. Our food is good when it's, you know, it's always the same thing. It's frozen. It's bought at the regular grocery store, yada, yada, yada. You get the point. If you guys, if any of you here watch the show, you know exactly what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, for instance, at the beginning, there's always a, a testing where Ramsey comes in and gets like everything on the menu. And there's the best part of the show, pretty much, is that moment. Because there's always a moment where he goes to like the waiter, the owner, like, and how would you rate the food on a scale from 1 to 10? And they always give it like an 8 plus and he'll always go like, nine wow and then he'll order it it's always terrible and the cowboys fan as alex pointed out suffer from an equally deep-seated sort of delusion where in their eyes if they see empty passing yards the cowboys have to be great you know it, it can't just be that Dak's getting to throw the ball against the prevent with a 25 point deficit so alex go ahead and bring the analogy home
1: See, and those particular fans, it's the same shit from them every single year. This is going to be our year. We're going to win it all this year. I can feel it. It's the same thing every year, guys. When is this shit going to stop, okay? Okay, so we got a new head coach. We got some good players. We've been doing this for 25 years. We've been doing this since President Clinton was in office. It's failed miserably. It's been failing for over 20 years. What makes you think that now all of a sudden, after just one year, we're going to be the Super Bowl champions again? Guys... Be serious. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, no disrespect, despite what, how my tone might sound, but guys, I'm just, I care about the Cowboys fan base. Come on, we gotta be serious. We're a joke. I mean, our fan base, we're morons, you know, uh, based on how we're always saying all this stuff. Well, many of
0: the fans are. Many of the fans who listen to 105.3 The Fan and call in to talk about how bad Tony Romo is, those people are morons. The people who listen to this show and here are the things we say about Dak and don't get red in the face. Those people aren't morons. There are Cowboy fans who know about football and actually have a commitment to the truth and want to see their team win. And then you have the the, the fan that's more like a fanatic and just doesn't really follow the sport closely and offers surface-level opinions. But the thing about these people is it's not as though they say, well, I'm only a casual fan, but... or You know, I don't really follow the sport that closely. These are the people that are the loudest. These are the people shouting the most stridently from the rooftops and acting like they know what they're talking about, calling for Romo's head, calling for McCarthy's head, saying that Dak deserves the contract. It's funny how these opinions almost always coexist within the same person.
1: Right, and before we get to previewing this Sunday's game between Dallas and Philadelphia, we have to start the show, ladies and gentlemen, discussing what is wrong with the offensive line. And we already said it. That was off the, the offensive line. Number two is the pathetic defense, okay? This defense could not stop a goddamn peewee team, for God's sake. I mean, they can't tackle. They can't cover. They can't do shit. They cannot do shit, man. I mean, the tone in my, in my voice, you can just hear it. I'm humiliated because this should not be happening. DeMarcus Lawrence got paid. Jalen Smith got paid, for God's sake. Those guys are not performing to the expectations guys come on
0: well you have Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch who are both above average when Van Der Esch was probably actually venturing closer to like good or very good but he's never healthy so you have that Sean Lee like did he retire is he hurt like I was under the impression he was gonna just take like significantly reduced snaps but I haven't seen him on the on the field once like do you know the status of Sean Lee
1: from what I understand, he's still on injured reserve, but you know what, oh, it's I think hurt. at this Shocker. point, at this point, you know... Like, really, consider
0: that a career ender. Seriously. He's old, and I don't mean that in a malicious way, like he's bad, but like, it, he was basically one injury away from never playing again. And if he's still on IR, there it is. Like,
1: You know, as far as Sean Lee goes, I'm just convinced that since we've heard absolutely nothing about him this, this season, even though he's been on injured reserve since before this season started... I'm gonna live with the fact, or I'm gonna say, you know what? I am convinced that he will not play at all this year, even if he's medically cleared. He needs to retire from active comp- uh, competition, and you, you know what? Bring him in as a linebackers coach. That, seriously, I would love. I mean, he's a guy that got hurt, but you know what? Even though he got hurt a lot, he did deliver at times. He did do a lot of good things. He's a smart guy. I'm a huge fan of him. I've written articles about him. He, he's just a great football player. It's unfortunate that his medical history speaks for itself, and it doesn't. it's a bad image on his reputation. But you know what? He deserves to be part of the coach, and I'm sure that if he's a linebacker's coach, that would be a step to reviving the old doomsday defense, bring it back from the dead. Because, you, you know what? Look, before we officially get to the preview, we're going to talk about the coaching too, but right now we're talking about the defense. The defense is awful and you know what it, it hurts me you know DeMarcus Lawrence I respect the hell out of the guy even Jalen Smith I mean, Jalen Smith's story even makes me cry how he went from a serious knee injury that he, his knee wouldn't be the same those nerve damage you know he came back from all that all the prayers everything it brings tears to my eyes but guys all that money we're paying I mean we, we paid Jalen Smith and you know we lost Byron Jones okay I mean just because you know even if we sell Byron Jones I mean what makes people think our defense would be better I mean even when he was here the defense wasn't that great I mean he's a great player but one good player is not going to fix an entire defense, okay? I mean, that's the same thing with Earl Thomas. All these people that want Earl Thomas brought in. First of all, Earl Thomas is in his mid-30s now, okay? What makes you think that if you just bring Earl Thomas, the whole entire defense is going to do good again? Seriously, it's those fans we were talking about at the beginning, Wiley. It's those those kinds of fans. Oh, it's just a
0: big name. Yeah, like, let's bring in the washed-up big name. That'll solve everything. I mean, I love Earl Thomas. At least Earl Thomas likes to hit people. The current secondary looks perpetually mortified in any sort of contact, and it's just so sickening to watch. You have a secondary that not only can't defend, these aren't guys that are ball hawks going for high-risk interception plays. These are just soft guys that look like they don't want to be out there, that really never make a proper effort to do a wrap-up tackle and will only really go for half-ass tackles. And that's a big reason the Cowboys' defense is bad. If you look at the fact that the linebacking core, when it's healthy, which it never is, is merely like average to above average. The defensive line is terrible and can never pressure the passer. And the secondary is like the probably like the worst in the last 20 years. In the last 20 years of the Cowboys secondary, they've probably been average like only a couple times. All the other years they've been below average to horrifically bad, somewhere in that range. So... No matter what you think about the Cowboys offense or whether it's Dalton or Dak or the line or Gallup drops too many balls, lambs overrated, no matter what you think the issue is, it all comes back to the defense. The Cowboys have no chance with a defense like this. They essentially are dead on arrival with the defense this bad. It doesn't matter if prime Brett Favre came back, you could have uh, Laramie Tunsil and whoever else you want to put on the line. You could have anyone you want on that offense, and they're not going to be able to win a Super Bowl or even two playoff games. And I know a lot of Cowboys fans are saying, well, the division is so terrible. It doesn't matter how bad we look, but you know, we could maybe win the division with six or seven wins, which is sort of repugnant. But I actually think Washington is like the favorite to win because Philly can't stay healthy. The Giants are a joke. And with Washington starting that Kyle Allen kid, he's so much better than Haskins. I think they can cobble together like six or seven. Like who you saw that Washington game against the Cowboys? Who looked better, Washington or Dallas? <laughs> Washington it looked, looked like, better
1: everywhere. Okay. Yeah,
0: it, it looked like Dallas was never going to win again. It looked like Washington was like a five hundred team. It looked great. I don't think bro. I don't
1: have them winning another game. The only reason we got points was because Tony Pollard got lucky on a sixty-six yard kickoff return. And and I and, and I mentioned this during the recap with um, with Josh Kirby, who by the way is a great podcaster. You know, Kellen Moore... I saw something in Kellen Moore that I hated, but I, I feared, but, but but it came true. Kellen Moore apparently has some of Jason Garrett in him because Kellen Moore went from a good play with uh, Amari Cooper to two consecutive ultra-conservative play calling. Okay? And and we're going to get to the coaching a bit before we officially start previewing the game, but, you know... But the whole thing, you know, there was nothing went right for the Cowboys. Nothing. Nothing absolutely nothing.
0: Okay. Well, you th- you talk about Kellen Moore, what the hell are these pass plays that he's running that there's nothing above 10 yards. It's pissy screens and checkdowns the whole way. Yeah. And if and if there's a bootleg, it's right to the flat. The, it's like the fir- the first option isn't the downfield guy. It's open cuz the safety bit. The first option's like the 3-yard dump off to Zeke. Why is the offensive coordinator treating this quarterback who is actually somewhere between above average and average medium to long range why is he getting treated like chad pennington after his third shoulder surgery like do you want to explain that to me why is this offensive coordinator completely unable to understand the basic strengths of his tools i have the it's utter nonsense.
1: For you, Wiley. because kellen moore is inexperienced
0: He had uh, the entirety of last year. Yeah, like he was
1: experienced then. He's still inexperienced. And and, he is, and uh, I'm gonna say a couple things when we officially get to the coaching uh, category.
0: We, but, don't, we don't. You don't have to worry about segmenting it so hard. We can. You can just flow into the next topic. Like,
1: well, before that, uh, but as I wrap up the defense, the Cowboys have the worst rushing defense in the league, allowing, allowing an average of 180 yards. And this is the one that really makes me sick to my stomach, okay? In takeaways, Dallas is the worst in the league with only three. And here's the worst part, okay? The turnover differential, negative 13.
0: Awful. In, in
1: your – no, awful. Okay, you know what? No, 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 no. Let's quote your famous words. Right, your famous word right there, Riley. Uh, fraud. Riley. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know my Fraud. I just, I just called you Riley. Fraud. That's fraud. You're so that. excited
0: to say fraud. Of yeah, course you called me Riley.
1: Of course. Fraud. Absolute fraud, and people say, Alex, you're exaggerating when you say that this team couldn't stop a pee-wee team. Am I? Am I exaggerating? Oh, I don't think so, sir. No.
0: Well, Bama, you could just say Bama for the sake of not being hyperbolic.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, but I speak the truth. I do not do what, you know, a lot of other people do, you know, just trying to be nice, don't want to be too harsh. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm a sports writer. My job is what I was trying to do is just, just... Tell it like it is. Give the facts. That's what I'm doing. The Cowboys have a pathetic defense. If it hurt, if some of the players, if their feelings hurt, well, I'm sorry. It's something personal. It's the truth. And it's up to you to make me shut my mouth and start saying good things, all right? You want me to stop saying nasty things like this even though it's the truth? Well, then do something about it, okay? And that's all I have to say about the defense.
0: We'll be back in seven hours on the G Bag Nation to talk with DeMarcus Lawrence. He'll mumble in the mic about nothing for two minutes and then get no sacks. Then we'll touch base with Jerry Jones. He'll make excuses for a few minutes and then we'll act like the team's going to be good. Right next on 105.3 The Fans.
1: And speaking of One Hundred and Five the Fan, and by the way, I know you don't like them, Wiley, but some of those guys actually do follow me. I've talked to those guys before. I res- even though I don't do things quite like them, I do respect them because you know I, I am I like being professional. I don't like you know insulting people, but Jerry Jones. Well, what a block!
0: Because they deserve it.
1: Well, you know, you have your opinion, I respect it. But as far as those One Hundred and Five to the Fans guys goes, you know, I don't have a- even though they don't do things the same way I do, I don't have a problem with them. But but since you brought up One Hundred and Five the Fan, even though. You know, based on what you describe it, I, I've seen it like that before, and I mean, I mean, no disrespect. Jerry Jones was on the show this morning. I didn't, I wasn't listening. I mean, I got my car to, to do a couple of things, and I heard about it. But Sean Sharif was interviewing Jerry Jones, and he asked him something about leadership void or something. I mean, I don't know what it, quite exactly what it was. If if it, any of the guys on 3 is listening, if you want to at me on Twitter, some of you guys are li- are following me. You want to clarify exactly what it was about, you can. And I will do that on the next show. But it was something about leadership and the offensive line. And Jerry Jones apparently, in his view, answered the question. However, Sean Sharif, you know, some people are probably going to say he made a mistake. Look, Sean Sharif did not make a mistake. He was clarifying his question. That happens all the time, y'all. Okay, when... It happens among us sports. are like, Wiley's had to do it to me. I've had to do it to well, him. Well, hold on. Yeah.
0: Alex, you went on for 90 seconds and didn't tell, like, the story. Okay, well. You're like, okay. oh, I, did, I didn't see it. I did see it. Tweet me. Like, here's what happened, guys. Jerry Jones is doing his normal radio spot, and after getting embarrassed, he got a little hissy about one of the questions and grew a little impatient and was like, let me answer. That's it. That's what happened. Well, there you go. Move some, on, some Alex. the
1: fans need to know exactly. But anyway, so he asked him, and – so Softy, well, what is and he clarifies but Jerry Jones cuts off and says and I quote, "Well shut up and let me answer." And then I gave you the answer and that was it. I mean, the interview just went sour. Like
0: Yeah, sometimes when you press people as a journalist, the interview can turn a little nasty and it's hard to sort of get the vibe right after that, but obviously like that what the 105.3 Dallas guys do compared to what the New York guys do on WFM is nothing. So Jerry has it easy. You know the, we bash the 105.3 guys like semi-jokingly for being too soft, and it's like Jerry gets a quarter of a sort of tough question and lashes out, and that's the crux of the story. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the uh, preview because this is going to be miserable.
1: Uh, I'm already miserable, to be honest, because this Sunday, we have to play the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Well, the Eagles the Eagles are pretty much in the same spot we are, as far as injuries and ineptitude. So, similar to Washington, I expect this to be a game that, at the beginning of the season, looked like a, a pretty solid, like, cowboy favorite, and then now just looks like a fraudulent joke, so... I think we're both on the same page, and I think we both sort of know the Cowboys are going to get annihilated.
1: You know, I'm, I'm sticking to the guns, Wiley. I vowed that Dallas is not going to win any of the games. I'm not going to change my mind now. I don't see them winning this Sunday because with the horrible offensive line, the horrible defense, the lack of leadership, the lack of heart, the lack of concentration, no positive vibes whatsoever. There is nothing right going on for the team. That's
0: why they're not going to win. Well, it's it's just it's really hard to get excited about or hyped for a team that has such an atrocious defense, where no matter what happens, they're almost certainly going to lose. This might be the worst Cowboys defense in Cowboys history. It's that bad. Uh, with Van Der Esch, it just looks bad. Without Van Der Esch, it just looks like repugnant. And this is a team that gets run on by everyone. Remember the Browns game? Cream Hunt was banged up, and Nick Chubb had a significant knee injury. The Browns' fucking third and fourth guy had 80, 80, or like third and third or fourth string guy had eighty plus yards over him. The guy has averaged less than twenty yards a game this season. And I've spoken at length about the secondary. And not to beat a dead horse, but frankly, it's just very hard to get excited about a team with a defense like this. You know, you could shadow box and stretch and make weird predictions and try to be as interesting as you want if the defense was at least average but when it comes down to it what are the outs for this team to use a poker term in other words like what has to happen for the Cowboys to win well like between the line and the defense being bottom five in the NFL Cowboys defense is probably the worst defense in the NFL actually but they're both bottom they're both bottom five so it's like how do you win like, like what what could happen for the Cowboys to win? Because Zeke is not going to be able to eat with no line. Like, the quarterback situation, like, is fucked. Like, they really are not in no a good spot with quarterbacks. Like, it's bad. It is really, really bad. I mean, I don't know what the spread is for the game, but bet against the Cowboys. There's no way they win this. There's no way.
1: And, you know, to be honest, not only is there no way they win, but right now, okay, now fans are really gonna say I'm ex- exaggerating, but I don't think there's any way they can score any points.
0: Well, I mean, at over, not, over, over, at least over eight. I would say that like there's no way they they break. Well, it's very rare. I don't think they'll break eight, but I don't think there's any way they break eleven. They might be able to luck into a fucking field goal, but again, if the defense doesn't ever take the ball away, yeah, it's like. It's hard to luck into points, which means if your offense is bad, it makes makes it where you're essentially having to arduously drive down the field 80 yards each time, which, as you accurately pointed out, the only reason they scored it all last week is because Pollard got lucky and sprung one, and even then they couldn't convert.
1: Man, only got three points out of it, but...
0: <clears throat> yeah, to a touchdown, I mean.
1: Now, now normally I say, what, what are the keys to victory in this preview? But I'm sorry, but in, th- in this case... Since I have no confidence, I have no faith in whatsoever that they can win. I mean, how can well, I how can I possibly give Keys to victories? I mean
0: That's what I was talking about with the outs. Like yeah. what could possibly happen for them to win? I mean, like this, this yeah. steal, this right tackle from Texas Tech steal, he's awful. He's clueless. Like so many member of the line, so many members of the line are the sort of players that even if they were surrounded by salty vets Would make like a handful, like probably like two to seven, like really bad errors a game that cause a play to get blown up. So if you take away like the veteran presence of them having their back and being able to advise them, and then add in more rookies, and these are the sort of effects that compound. So if one rookie screws a block up, it can make a hole to the to the right of them. And if you're literally starting rookies physically next to each other, or inexperienced like replacement level or below guys. You're just in the scenario where every single play, like a fiasco, is going to happen. And that's what we saw last Sunday. Or, yeah. You know,
1: it's, it's, it's just, we just basically previewed the game. I mean, there's no way Dallas yeah. wins And I think Phil... We, T- we, could, we could
0: sit here for 30 minutes and say nothing and fill time, but it's like,
1: it's, what's the what point could actually the happen?
0: Like, what could actually... For the, for the Cowboys to win, like, okay... Like they would have to match their season total in takeaways. That's like a win condition. Like if the D, if uh if Wincy, like throws a couple interceptions and maybe one of them's a pick six, maybe the weather's bad and it's a tip. I think if they establish the run, well, Philly has a phenomenal run defense, so it's going to be nearly impossible to establish the run. And that's really like when the Cowboys are good, they're really grinding with Zeke, and it's hard to grind with no line. Alex, this is going to be bad, and it's not going to be pretty. And we're entering into a dark phase in Cowboys history, I think, where they might even give Dak a pity contract. For instance, if you're right, and the Cowboys lose the rest of their games, which is a very good bet, I personally think that they might steal one. But I, the over/under for the Cowboys winning for the rest of the season, games one for the rest remaining games, is one. From my perspective, so the point that I'm making here is that. The Cowboys are going to lose for the rest of the year, and then Dak is going to be coming off this injury, and Dak is a pretty well-liked guy. You know, even if you and me aren't a fan of his passing accuracy, like, he's not a guy involved in scandals, he's not a moody guy, he smiles, like, he's pretty popular just in general, especially amongst the casual fan. Pretty good chance the Cowboys give him a pity contract and say, wow, look at all these passing yards you put up. You're gonna have your idiot fans that say, "Well, he was had this many passing guards before he got hurt. The only reason the Cowboys didn't make the playoffs is because he got hurt." And I think that that I think I've spoken about this before, but that getting hurt, even if you're a Dak hater, was like the worst thing that could have happened if, to you if you're a Cowboy fan, because I think it actually increases the chances they give him a contract. Unfortunately,
1: I agree, and. Okay, as far as you know, okay. If there's one thing about Dak that I hate the most is the fact that he turned down several more than reasonable contracts. Honestly, that's the only thing I hate about him, really. But I don't want to get too deep into deals because you you know what I'm talking about. I'm not lying, Wiley. He did, in fact, turn down several deals. But let's just leave it at that. But you know, and going back to this key to victory, I mean, Dallas has to run the ball because they they risking a pass. You know what? There's probably a 99% chance that Ben DiNucci, who's you know gonna start, you know the seventh round pick out of James Madison University, there's a high chance he's gonna get sacked. Okay. But the problem is, at the same time, the running game is absolutely ineffective. No offensive line. No, no running room. No best blocking. run defense
0: you know in there? the league. Yeah. Best run defense in the league, Philly. That's what we really need to be focusing on.
1: Yeah. So the
0: Cowboys are going to get obliterated. They're going to get smoked. It's going to be ugly.
1: It's going to be ugly, yeah. So that's why my final score is Dallas loses 35-0.
0: Jesus Christ. I'm s-
1: okay, well, okay, well. let me no, 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 don't change I, your score. Am don't I exaggerating now? Well, am I exaggerating no, now? I, I no, I, oh.
0: I don't think it's inaccurate. I'm just disgusted.
1: Well, okay, well, you're more, oh, I mean, okay, yeah. I know. With the disgusted. Cowboys, not I, I, you, okay, obviously. Uh, uh, I know, I know, I know. Well, Wiley, you're a smart guy. And by the way, I want to take a moment to apologize to the fans for earlier. I did go on a 90-second rant about the whole thing with Sharif. I do have the straight. Yeah, but I I have a more clarification. I have I have the bigger straight answer. I have the whole thing in front of me, and I can do it all in 20 seconds. I want to let you guys know what happened to Sean Sharif. It's happened to me before. That's why I got a little bit worked up about it. Because when we're just trying to do our job and we realize we want to clarify situations, and then our source kind of, you know, does that to us, you know, you guys get the point. But look. I'm just glad, you know. When Wiley's known me for a while, and I told Wiley when we were in school, like when I was learning to be more objective, like if I was the Cowboys fan I was ten years ago, I wouldn't even be here talking about this game. I would have been in my room locked up, like a reclusive psychopath, not wanting to talk to anybody just because my Dallas Cowboys lost. But you know, at this day and age, you know where I'm at in my life, you know I'm a trained journalist. You know I'm mean, objective. Really, at the end of the day, I just like it. It's like, hey, it's just a football game. But if the Cowboys lost the Super Bowl, it would be a different story. I would actually be pissed off. I'd probably be that fan I was 10 years ago, but that's a different story. Well,
0: but, good thing you don't have to worry about that anytime soon.
1: <laughs> amen to that. And, you know, honestly, it hurts me to say it. But, but I'm sorry, guys. I can't well, see Dallas scoring any points. I mean, 35 nothing. I mean, I'm sorry. That's, that's realistic. Well, I don't,
0: I don't know why you're apologizing. You're not the offensive coordinator. I mean – Like, more like the offensive coordinator should be apologizing to us and our viewer base. But let me go ahead and give my score – I'm going to go 31-3 to three Eagles. If you're betting and uh, you're a parlay guy, money line, Cowboys losing, work that into your parlay because it's 100% going to happen. So That pretty much wraps it up for me, Alex. And To me, I think if I had to focus on the one takeaway, it's the point that I've been making for weeks in the previous iteration of the show, which was this. Uh, God-tier five-man Pro Bowl offensive lines are not forever. And having mediocre seasons behind them and then acting as though, yeah, we just need to give this quarterback who's gone downhill or has plateaued every year more years to develop. And you take that line for granted, and then this is what a normal football team looks like. A normal football team has a lot of holes in the line. A normal football team has a quarterback that Can get knocked around and belted out of a game. Why do you think Dak Prescott never missed a game before his leg injury? Wasn't because he was tough as nails. It it wasn't. Dak Prescott isn't even half as tough as Brett Favre, who holds the record started streak. No, it was because of his line. Wasn't getting sacked. He plays in an era where if he does run, he's super protected. Dak had the keys to a Lamborghini and was nothing but mediocre and now that lamborghini aka the line is no more and your idiot fan and your idiot yeah your idiot fan will conflate the dak injury and the line going to shit which actually they coincided if you look at when those injuries occurred the line sort of went to shit right around the time that dak got hurt i mean really went to shit like martin and out uh, Smith both out long term and then of course like you had Frederick last year with the health issues. But you know, the the point I'm making is in sports, whenever you have these great cores, they don't last forever. And especially in football, the line is the unsung heroes and you have a quarterback who idiots worship and is on all these commercials and people want to give him infinite chances, this is what you get. This is what you get. And now the Cowboys are probably doomed to be bad for like three or four years, like losing record, not even competitive in the NFC East bad. And it's beca- all you guys who were said Dak deserved the most money in the NFL. And yeah, I'm a Dak guy and look at Lee passing yards. And I know that he has this—he has actually gotten worse as far as touch and interception ratio since his rookie year, but I'm not going to acknowledge that. And he's terrible at the deep ball. For everyone who just ignored all of those things, the chickens have come home to roost. The line is gone. The Cowboys are doomed.
1: Man, so doomed. And, you know, now that we're done with the preview, we have to talk a little bit about the coaching stuff. But before I get to that, let me go and give uh, what I promised in 20 seconds. Sean Sharif asked, Jerry, does your team have a leadership void? And then, you know, and then he asked, Jerry Jones asked if if, if it was in the offensive line, but Sean Sharif said just overall, that's when Jerry Jones could not really give just a straight answer. I mean, he was asking questions back, and then he just finishes by saying the answer is no. So Jerry Jones basically answered the question, no, uh, no, I mean, but obviously it's probably a lie. Like, there is a leadership void. It's pretty obvious, right?
0: Well, leadership void, talent void, the whole team has a foot like, Whole team has a leader, a leadership and talent void. I mean, where are the where are the Cowboys good? Like skill positions, you want to say the Cowboys skill positions are good? Amari Cooper goes from being like low tier one to really overrated in my mind, like on a weekly basis. Michael Gallup has pan hands. Him and Eric Ebron have the worst hands in the league. How could a professional receiver in the NFL? wearing like these ridiculous sticky gloves that you can if you ever have worn these nfo like pro level gloves it's like insane how easy it is to one hand stuff compared to bare hands and he's like dropping these massive bombs and like that can barely get them there anyway and cd lamp has looked fine but zeke has looked like he's quit he's looked awful and now he has no line what do you think his numbers are going to look like at the end of the year so what do the cowboys really have to work with like it's bad. That's the point that I'm making. Is like, yeah. you could argue that skill position-wise they're top tier, but it doesn't really matter. So,
1: I'm gonna ask you as we wrap up this uh, whole thing with uh, Jerry. Uh, do you, did Jerry lie, in, in your opinion?
0: By saying that no, we don't have a leadership problem.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I don't know if it was a lie. I, I think he probably genuinely believes that, but to me it doesn't matter because it's sort of like a like it's sort of a silly question if you're like the the guy on the fan, right? Because think about like what. How does the conversation tree go? Yeah, we do have a leadership problem. Like uh, dot dot dot. So you're gonna fire coaches? Like, what is he gonna do? Announce like right there on the radio the first time? Yes. In fact, I think I will. Moore will be the first to go. No. Like, it's just sort of a stupid question. Like, I don't know. That's
1: why Jerry was asking questions back. He didn't really answer, but. Mr. Sharif did attempt to clarify, but that's when Jerry Jones interrupted him and said, you know, shut up and let me answer. But but we've clarified everything again, guys. I'm sorry I went 90 seconds, but Wiley, thank you so much for actually saying that I clarified. I'm glad I did. It's like I said, what happened to him, you know, it's, when we try to clarify and, somebody, and then, you know, the guy gets mad at him. It ha- I'm sure it's happened to you, Wiley. It's happened to all Well, us.
0: Jur- journal- journalists ask stupid <laughs> questions like that all the time in interviews. So it was really goofy for a veteran owner like Jerry to get mad. And Alex, I would say that if you want to cover something like that on the show, either just cover it anecdotally, like 10 seconds. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry said and did this, like I said, or like pr- like do the research before and get the verbatim or even play the audio. Bit. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, well, someone tweet me like it's not a live show, you know, like yeah. Well, anyway, uh... Cowboys are going to get massacred. Brutal time to be a Cowboy fan. Oh,
1: yeah, big time. I mean, you know, it's just it's – sorry, I mean, at least we're not kids. I mean, we're adults. We can still handle it better. But but before we wrap up, we really have to talk about the current situation of the coaching staff, especially with Mike McCarthy because, look, I'm not going to lie, y'all. When Mike McCarthy was hired, I was happy. I was beyond excited. I mean, Wiley, you can confirm it. I don't know if you were as excited as me. But I was pretty freaking happy. But now I'm starting to feel like, you know what? Was it a good hire? I mean, was it? Because right now, it doesn't look like it was.
0: Well, I always thought it was foolish to franchise tag uh, Dak and expect Mike McCarthy to, like, one year, like, work with this. So I don't think McCarthy's the issue. I think Moore's a fraud. I think Dak is bad. And most importantly, I think you should just throw this year out, like, in terms of how you view McCarthy, but that's just me. Yeah, I don't think the team has ever looked good, though, so take that however you will.
1: I mean, from what I have to say is, you know, I mentioned earlier that I believe, I see Kellen Moore as the dude who's inexperienced, but you did mention that he had the all-out last year.
0: Well, I mean, give me a break, like, oh, he's inexperienced. Well then, why the why the fuck is he the offensive coordinator for the Lamborghini that was like the all-pro line Dallas Cowboy? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, for for years and years we hear oh, or not years and years, but like recently, I guess for like the last three years, it's just been nonstop Sean McVay slurping like, if you want a guy in the NFL now, you got to go young. You need one of these young Sean McVay, uh, stubble like. 30, 30 year old good looking guy. Like, this is the model. Like, old school is bad. You have to have motion in every play. All this horse shit that was disproven in the Super Bowl. Just gimmick media jar, like, basically media narrative nonsense. And, like, what have we seen since then? The Rams have, like, struggled and they've been figured out. And even with all the weapons in the world, they're just barely above average, so. Yeah, the Cowboys get more, and it's like a hard-ass move. Oh, another young guy. This is where the NFL's going, motion on every play. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's inexperience is the issue? No, dude, he's not inexperienced. Like, he, has a year, he had a year under his belt with more weapons than some offensive coordinators will touch on their whole careers. He's dim and he's bad at his job. Either that or McCarthy's hamstringing him. But considering he's been the same with both coaches, like, yeah, he's shit. The offensive coordinator is shit and needs to be replaced. I'm going on record saying that.
1: Okay, I mean, just like I went on record and said Cowboys are winning another game. The problem with uh, Kellen also, I mean, there's some of Jason Garrett's ultra-conservative play-calling style in him.
0: Yeah, look at all the flat passes. You have Andy Dalton. Stop fucking calling him like he's Chad Pennington or even Dak. Like he's pretty good mid and long range. Air the fucking ball out. Look at the weapons you have. You don't even have a good mid-range weapon. You're throwing it to Zeke with fumbleitis in the flats with the fucking guy on him. You don't have a tight end worth starting. Schultz isn't any good. You have Gallup and Cooper and Lamb are all good deep threats and you're throwing you're you're, you're throwing non-competitive pissy screens and checkdowns and it doesn't like uh, on Downs 1 and 2 it looks like the offensive coordinator that isn't even trying to set up for third down or like doesn't even consider third down as existing. It's like, oh, it's third and nine again, it's third and eight. It's like, yeah, the two plays you run had like an absolute ceiling of four yards. That was like a like the, his play calling. It's like he thinks he's at the one and he needs one yard to get the touchdown, like the play action bootleg screen to the flats, you know, like shit like that. Terrible, terrible.
1: Your you're a famous sword, Wiley.
0: Fraud. Fraud? You know,
1: as far as Kellen Moore goes, what if it was at the point where if he relinquished the play callings to Mike McCarthy?
0: He, what's the point? Like, he literally, his job doesn't exist. You know what I mean? McCarthy's a defensive guy. Like, to sit here and be like, well, what if Kellen Moore, like, literally did nothing? Then he would basically be fired and it would be better. Yeah, so fucking fire him. You see what I'm saying? like
1: mm-hmm. I, I do, and you know what? Even though I said he's inexperienced, I mean, I was wrong, and I'm glad that you opened my eyes with the well, whole thing.
0: Well, you, you weren't wrong, like totally, but it was like he had does have a year under his belt, but it wasn't so much, oh, he's he's so experienced, he's a veteran. No, it's like the NFL is moving in the direction of these young guys, these young guns, these minds, analytic-driven, uh, new sort of – stylistically and tactically driven and that's fine but like you can't have both you can't be like oh the nfc the nfl's passed these old codgers by and then all of a sudden it's like holy shit because he's a newbie it's like no he's shit because he's an idiot he's an idiot look at the plays that he's called with the weapons he's had over the sample size of over 20 games Moore is a moron he's really really bad at his job
1: I mean, you can't argue that, folks. You just can't. I mean, no disrespect to the guy, but he's obviously awful at his job. That's the truth. That's the the fact. That's the fact.
0: Because if you look at the talent he was given relative to the results that he produced and even just a basic fundamental misunderstanding of something as simple as strengths and weaknesses. Oh, we have the best line in the league and Zeke Elliott. Like, let's run the spread. Moron, moron.
1: I'm sorry, you know, this is just—it's just been so tough. But as far as, you know, and there was another headline: Jerry Jones is saying that there will be some quote changes coming up very soon.
0: Yeah, at the end of the year.
1: <laughs> yeah, very soon. I mean, yeah, you know, with Jerry Jones, you know, very soon could be in a year or two. But if something that okay, Mike Nolan has to be fired I'm sorry that we, we have to fire him but and here's something I've noticed you know he was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers back in 2005 and that's I, I believe Mike McCarthy was the offensive coordinator or I, I'm not sure what he was but Mike McCarthy was with the 49ers that year <laughs> but Mike but Mike <clears throat> defense was very bad that year I mean it was kind of like similar today but I mean, he wasn't as bad as as the Cowboys defense but wow but the problem is, problem is, if we fire Mike Nolan, who's the guy to bring in?
0: Well, I'll tell you this: No matter who you bring in, if it's a young guy, you don't tell it. You, you don't blame inexperience when he sucks. And if it's a veteran, you don't blame the fact that the game has passed him by. Like whoever you hire, their age can't be used as an excuse. So I mean, there are plenty of. of either way. It's America. We're talking about. American football in America. You know, we're not talking about like trying to get a top tier football, American football coach out in Taiwan. The point that I'm making is this is the best football league in the entire world. All the best talent is bred in America. This is definitively an American game. There is talent out there, there is a good coach out there somewhere. The Cowboys are not like in a situation where there's just no one good out there no matter, like, what 105.3 the fan tries to tell you. Because, like, one thing that I've heard a lot of these idiot radio pundits do is, like, uh, so a coach will be obviously bad and needs to be replaced. And a caller will call in and say that. And, like, sick of fans, like, on 105.3, 105.3 the fan that will just run interference for the teams will be like, so who are you going to replace him with? Like, some hard-ass question. And they'll just shoot down whoever you say. So who are you going to replace him with? And, like, if anyone if anyone just tries to tell you that, like, just disregard them. They're morons. There are plenty of names out there. Tons of low-key coordinators that the average fan or even a hardcore fan hasn't heard about. There are old-school names out there. Uh, you know, there are established names out there. There are protégés out there. There are plenty of options. Better than Kellen Moore. Better than Jason Garrett. I think Mike McCarthy still has talent. I don't think the game has passed him by, but the offensive play calling's terrible and the the personnel on defense is awful. And I mean, I agree with you on Nolan, but it's like you could bring any defensive coordinator you want in. You look at how these secondaries tackle. Look at their form tackle. They don't even try. Like there is something wrong. I guess like you would have to replace the coach because they're just sort of blatantly not trying, but it's just it's awful to be a Cowboy fan. There's really there's nothing good about it. In terms of the current injuries and the upside of the team and the good players, it's just all pretty awful.
1: I mean, the fact that you mentioned they don't try—that's where I say they have no heart. I mean, they quit. They quit for God's sake.
0: The secondary and D line specifically like really show little effort. Smith and Van Derash, like they they really do their best, and to me, it's sort of sad to watch them just like try to one v nine and just do everything they can, but. No one can one v nine to that extent. Like you could have Erlocker and Butkus back there, and the Cowboys would still be getting lit up. Yeah, you
1: know, I mean, like I, like I said, you know, it, it's a tough time to be a Cowboys fan. It won't get better any anytime soon, and I mean, we're just in for, for some more rough years. And as far as Mike McCarthy goes, look, you know, I think this was on Waterford. They said, like, you know what? Now that it's a bad hire because he could. They mentioned, you know, he couldn't win in, in his last. Closing years in Green Bay. He couldn't win with the best quarterback in the league. Or some say...
0: He won a, he won a title, though. Like, yeah, fuck that off was, with that, that. but
1: that was... Well, well, that was... In their argument, it was 10 years ago. But also, they'll argue, like, he didn't take a year off in football. Nobody wanted him.
0: I don't really agree with that. Like, he needed a bit of a cool-down period. Usually, the longest you'll ever see a... Uh, the longest you'll ever see a, a coach like be effective and this is this isn't like some shit that i made up this is actually something that phil jackson said it's that like really it's about seven years is the longest that like a a coach can sort of be effective for a, a core group of guys before they kind of stop listening to him and move on and i think that's sort of sort of similar in this situation i mean the
1: bottom line is like i've said this before like I get it. Kellamore, ha- uh, excuse not Kellamore. Mike McCarthy has a resume that speaks for itself. He knows success. But and, and those people are saying he should be fired. Well, if he's that good, he should be fired. He should he should have done good immediately. I'm like guys, let me let me ask. If, if, okay, for those Cowboy fans who believe that Mike McCarthy should have dominated right from the get-go, let me ask you this: Was Rome built in a day? Did the Allies win World War II in a day? Like. Wiley and I did we uh, you know did we reach success in a freaking day? The bottom line is, okay, he can't do it all in a snap of a finger, okay, or in a freaking heartbeat, alright? He took a year off to look at his football philosophies and to do adjustments, okay? And I'm sure it didn't take him a day to re- to refine the or you know, to do those those readjustments I'm talking about. Look, in his first year in Green Bay, he was eight and eight, okay. He had to build himself in Green Bay, too. I mean, every coach has to build. Like, Tom was Tom Landry... Let me ask you this. Was Tom Landry good when he first took over for the Cowboys? Was Jimmy Johnson that good when he took over?
0: Well, Alex, I think, like, one thing you really aren't considering is that the average fan, in their eyes, like, the Cowboys were right on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl for the last five years. And from their perspective, it's sort of like, well, the only reason we didn't win... Is because Dak got hurt, and like if only we need all we needed was one more year from Dak. Like, these are the people that you're trying to talk sense into. Like, was Rome built in a day? Well, these are the people that thought, like, oh, Garrett's out 13 and 3, here we come. They don't understand the impact of the line and like losing the lineman or any of that. It's like, that's what they don't understand is like the line got hurt and now the team is fucked. Not because to them it's like, well, we were above average last year, and now we're bad. It must be the new coach and the redhead.
1: And really, at the same time, you know, I would ask those fans, like, how is it Mike McCarthy's fault that the offensive line got hurt? How is it his fault if it, if the if the players can't do shit on defense? Okay, look, when a player doesn't tackle, or doesn't know how to tackle, or quits, you can't throw that on the defensive coordinator because look, these guys are adults. Okay, a defensive coordinator, it's it's not his job is not to go like. Dude, you gotta tackle him like this. Defensive corners have to do a, have to build a scheme to where these guys can play defense, and then they know what they're doing. It seems well, they to ma- me that they don't like they don't okay. This they don't want the it. They don't want it because they, they, they don't like they, they don't like the scheme that he's running.
0: They made it all the way to the NFL level. Like presumably, they know how to basic form tackle. Yeah, you can so- tell you can tell the way that they're hitting is like an intentionally half-assed way where they, they don't give a shit and they look like they're not playing for anything. So that, that it's, like, it's sort of absurd to be like, well, they just need more coaching. Like, the coach has got to get there and show them that you do, in fact, need to use your arms. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, yeah, they know that, like, letting someone get a 15-yard reception and then throwing their back at them is the incorrect way to do it. Like, yeah. to me, to me, like, the, the coaching element to that is more like you have to take these, like, undisciplined moron athletes and, like, try to build them up and, like, inspire them as opposed to, like, teach them. Like, they fucking know how to tackle. They just don't give a shit.
1: Exactly. So, now wraps up the coaching. So, last I'm going to say, the, the Dallas Cowboys are beyond awful. There is nothing positive. There is just nothing good to say about the team. In a nutshell, Wiley is going to say amen to this. The Dallas Cowboys absolutely suck.
0: Yes, and they're frauds.
1: They are frauds indeed. I'm sorry, guys. It hurts me to say it. I'm sure it hurts Wiley. But you know what? Since this, since I'm about telling the truth, that's what Wiley and I do. We're just telling you guys the truth. We're not going to lie to you. We're not going to sugarcoat it. For those fans who support us, you guys know that's what we do. And we, su- we appreciate the support. I just want to remind you folks that Cowboys Talk... Is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Amazon Music. Wiley, I want to thank you so much for coming here tonight and previewing the game between Dallas and Philadelphia and talking some extra football and as far as addressing what's wrong with the team and why the team sucks. Wiley, I can't have wait I can't wait to have you back on, buddy.
0: Well, Alex, for the rest of the season, these episodes are going to be more rehashing the awful defeats than they will be really previews. So I appreciate you having me on and easy.
1: I mean, as far as this team being awful, I think you're the best guy to have.
0: No one can rip them apart quite like me.
1: Uh, and that's a fact, y'all. All right. Good night, everybody. Easy.
0: Easy.